from Florida State, one of the day four winners at the combine. His positional drills impressive, his measurables insane. A 4-4-7-40, a 40-inch vert, and an 11-foot rod. Also off the charts, his confidence. Asked about the Cowboys as a possible landing spot. He said they'd have to trade up to get him. Cowboys pick 19. According to Bucky Brooks, the week was not as kind to Josh Jackson. The Iowa corner originally thought to have run a 4-4-9, saw that time downgraded to a 4-5-6 when the official times came out. That, combined with a field workout that Brooks called disappointing, could end up hurting his stock come draft day. And we'll see what it does to his placement in this group moving forward. Now, top five corners heading into the weekend. Number five. Jair Alexander with a good day, according to Brooks. He lit up position drills while the guy at the top of this list lit up the 40, the results of which are presented by Old Spice. And let's just say that these guys were flying under less than ideal circumstances. In this guy's case, Denzel Ward with a 4-3-2 with a bum ankle. He told Kim Jones he heard it before the combine. That's why he didn't do positional drills. He's going to wait till his pro day. Also less than 100% and also blazing fast. Dante Jackson from LSU, who very casually posted a 4-3-2, despite a rough start and a calf cramp. He was the guy that said that he could beat John Ross's 4-2-2 record. Obviously didn't do that, but still an impressive run. One that tied for fastest of the four-day event, and certainly the fastest for the DBs. As you see here, Perry Nickerson from Tulane also clocked a 4-3-2. So that is three DBs that ran that fast this year. Hey, how you doing? This is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports. I am super excited about the NFL Combine and what we're doing today. And so what's actually going on is today, if you got a chance to look at NFL Network, it's all about the DBs. And so there are some incredible DBs that are um, just kind of taking the stage today. And there are a few that I do want to talk about. And so for one, guess the outright number one cornerback in this particular Draft. Some people would say it's Minka Fitzpatrick, but there's, there's a bit of an understanding that he's not truly just a cornerback. He's versatile, so he may, it depends on what the team needs when they draft him. He may play more of a safety role, and he can definitely be that for you. He's number one on, um, he's number one on Mike Mayock's, I guess, list for safety. So he's definitely somebody who can can step into that safety role. He can also play cornerback, which he played a lot of Alabama. And so Minka Fitzpatrick is probably the outright number one, and you can kind of look for him to be drafted somewhere between one and number five, and a lot of people are saying that. I've seen, I've seen him projected many times to the Cleveland Browns at number four. Um, and, and some people will say maybe they skip on quarterback completely. If they go quarterback with the first pick, I don't see Saquon Barkley making it to number four. That's just me. I don't see him making it there, especially with the Giants with glaring needs at the running back position and with the coach with glaring needs at the running back position. I mean, I don't see um, Saquon Barkley making it to number four. So I fully suspect the Browns to select Saquon Barkley with the number one pick. If If they want him, which I believe that they should want him, but if they do want him, he is the number one pick in the draft, and I see them possibly going quarterback at number four because you still have your, you kind of have your pick of quarterbacks at that point. Minka Fitzpatrick, 
as a DB could be in that top five. After him is Denzel Ward. I've seen him projected a little bit outside of the top five. He is not quite a, he's not a very tall cornerback. He's a 5'10", but he is fast and he is a burner. And so he ran this time, he ran the 40 at 4'3". He's a 4'3", 4'40 guy. He's very great in coverage. Uh, You've heard a ton, a ton about him in coverage, and I believe that his play will back that up. And so last year, the rookie of the year came as a defensive back from Ohio State. This guy is supposed to be just as great in coverage, and he is your he is probably the the number one cornerback, just pure cornerback who can't play safety out there. Another guy that really um, popped up today, and I haven't seen a I haven't seen a number for his forty yet, is Derwin James. Derwin James is the big time baller out of Florida State. He is he's he's awesome, and and what people are thinking about is is Derwin James. How well does he compare to Jalen Ramsey? And Jalen Ramsey seemed like a can't-miss prospect for a lot of people. He was just an outright, full-blooded, can't-miss prospect. And so, and he also had the versatility to play cornerback or safety. This guy, he can definitely, he has the size to play safety, but I... I mean, based on the team where he goes to, I can see him playing the quarterback position as well. But I think he's a big-time playmaker. And so there are a couple of those guys who are out and available today. One of the guys that you probably should keep an eye on is Dante Jackson. He is a cornerback from LSU. There, I've, I've seen him play, and i watched him at times. And during the times when I watched him, I've seen him lock down complete sides of the field. Like, I've seen him lock down a complete side of the field where you would not throw over there. He is incredibly fast. He came to the combine today with a bit of a chip on his shoulder, bit of an attitude, bit of a, hey, you know, I'm definitely going to break the record. So he thought for sure that he would at least come close to breaking the record by John Ross. But I'm going to be dead honest with you. John Ross's record is safe because Dante Jackson didn't come close to it. He... He's still fast though. Four three two, which was his time today, is still fast. So don't get me twisted. Like he's still very fast. And his next one, even he ran a four three two even after he hurt his hammy. And so he, he's still there. He pulled up, right? He, he pulled up. And it, it can't turn out that he really wasn't that hurt. And if he is that hurt, well what he ran next, which is a four three seven, is is quite impressive. Dude's nice, man. And so Dante Jackson is somebody who I expect to sneak into the bottom half of the first round would love to see him possibly move into the make a move to the Saints that's that's just a thought that's out there um but there are a ton of DBs that are running well today and so I'm really looking forward to what we're going to see at the end of the day like how great is this going to to kind of play out um if you really want to treat if you really want to treat Troy Apke a P-K-E, Troy, A-P-K-E, had a chance to run today, and when he started running, he, he he got up to the line, when he started running, you know, there was no talk about him, nobody was talking about him at all, when he was done, Deion Sanders was like, yo, what was that, <laughs> so Mike, Mike Mayock, same situation, they were uh, highly intrigued, 
by what he did. He is, um, I'll just put it out there, he's, he's a Caucasian individual. He's a DB, but he's white. And as a white DB, he ran a 4-3-2, and people went nuts, yo. People, and, and first off, Dion went nuts. He's like, yo, that boy can run. Now, some people are like, yo, that's racist. It is. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie to you. Him running that 4-3, and the face that Dion gave him is the same face people give me when I say, hey, you know, I have a PhD. Straight up. Straight up. Same face. So when the way they look at me, my PhD, his 4-3, same thing. So whatever. Sometimes you just don't expect. Based on the stereotypes, you just don't expect it. Well, I love when, when you get that face because that means you blew somebody out of the water. They didn't expect you to do that. You've expanded somebody's horizons today. Now, granted, we've seen fast Caucasian individuals before. It's not nothing new, right? But in this particular case, my dude really, really shocked the world. And so that's dope. Who didn't shock the world today? Rich Eisen. <laughs> he did get under six. He did, he did go under six. I think he ran a five, nine, seven in the 40. If you really want to see him support that movement, it's rich. It's run, rich, run. The The movement is, is really dope. It's really, really all about um, helping our kids. It's really about, you know, making donations. So go ahead and make a donation if you can. The run, rich, run movement is dope. And I, and I actually watch him every single year. I watch it every single year just to see him run. I really want to see how well he does. Funny part is he got a year older and did better than he did last season. And I thought that was absolutely, I thought that was awesome. I really think that's awesome. So, yo, that is your NFL wrap up for today. There are, if you really want to catch something special, right? If you really want to kind of get a good gauge for what's going to happen with your team next season, I need you to go and check out the NFL Network. At least watch the the evening um, the evening show. They're going to do an evening, I think it's NFL, whatever they do at the, at the every day around 7 o'clock. Go ahead and check that out. When you do, um, get a good understanding of what's going on. One of the biggest, hands down one of the biggest things from this, dra- uh, from this draft and from this combine, the biggest story out of here will be um, Shaquem Griffin. He had a phenomenal, a phenomenal um, combine, hands down. And no, no pun intended, but he had a phenomenal, um, had a phenomenal, he had a phenomenal combine. He went 20 on the bench press. He did better than Orlando Brown. And Orlando Brown, yo, he's a tackle. Okay, Orlando Brown is a tackle. He came into this draft as somebody who was at least, I thought he was at least a second, third round draft pick, at least. Man, he did 13 reps, an offensive tackle. He did 13 reps on the bench. Dude was mad slow. He just was not was not ready for this. I, I don't know if like he was like, yo, forget it. I just I, I want to be drafted. I don't know. Maybe he wants to go into law or something. I don't know what it is. All I do know is that, bro, you can't show up to the combine and lift 13 times on 225 and they got to do with one hand lifting 20. Bro, you got to be ashamed. Like you got to go home right now and just lift. Lift, lift. And so on your pro day, you better lift at least 21. Because if you don't, dude, what are you doing? Oh, my gosh. My dude got one hand. He lifted 20. And, and, and this is the killer part. This is the killer part. I mean, you know, whatever, Orlando, get out of here. I mean, I don't know, bro. I hope you have a great career. But at the end of the day, you didn't show up well at the combine. You just did not. So go get ready for your pro day. Um, but Shaquem Griffin, you don't got to do nothing on your pro day, bro. 4-3 in the 40? What? What? 
from now on, from now on, all linebackers will be measured by that standard. All right, y'all. God bless y'all. I'm so happy um, that it is an incredible day today. You know you're special. You know you're awesome. You know you're wonderful because you are listening to Trackstar Sports on Anchor. And I'm so thankful, incredibly thankful. Feel free to chime in. I don't know how y'all feel about this combine situation. Look out for Matt. He has a question of the week or debate of the week this week. I'm looking forward to that. God bless y'all. Y'all have an incredible day. I'm out.